Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Alex, and I like dragons. I'm Kat, and I like flowers. I'm Brendan, and I like villains. Ha! Oh! Uh, I'm Pippin, and I like letting go of people. You do realize that you, you there, there was also the love option. I do. <laughs> she said what she said. <laughs> uh, today, we're talking about a story idea by Kat's elder daughter. Not to be confused with Kat's elder, her otter. Listen, Penelope the otter is not part of this, and I refuse to have her spoken of on this podcast. <laughs> do we need to come up with a, uh, uh, how do you call it, fake name Nom for your de- kid? Yeah, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> well, because we probably shouldn't use her real name. A nom de plume? Um, call her, oh, Ponsonby. I call her Ponsonby all the time. <laughs> Ponsonby! Yeah, and it's gonna, it's gonna uh, upset her, which is even funnier. Wow. Okay, wow. so I'm on board. Ponsonby's, I've been calling her Ponsonby since she was a baby. Oh, man. <laughs> Ponsonby, if you listen to this later, I was not a part of that, <laughs> and I want you to. I want you to know that, even though I am going to be calling you that from now on. It's a great name, and I'm so proud. I really named her that. That's definitely her real name. Yes, Ponsonby. Ponsonby. <laughs> All right. So, what did Ponsonby have to say? The idea given to Cat through text was a children's book about adventure to find a lost flower. How to let go of people, how to find love, to defeat villains, and domesticizing dragons. To be fair, that domesticized dragons part came out of left field. But you know what? She's got the soul of a writer. She know you gotta throw in some plot. Throw in some plot. And also dragons are cool. Dragons That's are cool. true. Rule of cool, man. For the longest time when I was young, uh, if I wanted to find a book to read, I'd be like, alright, which one has dragons? That's because you imprinted on uh, the Enchanted Forest Chronicles. I mean... And I refuse to feel shame about that. Legit. Legit. So, Listen, I, I already know that when I grow up, I want to have a big sign that says, none of this nonsense, please, in front of my door. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, really, this is why uh, some of the rest of us need houses, uh, so we can have the sign, none of this nonsense, please. <laughs> none of this nonsense, please, is like the number one thing. I've been living my life by that for like the last 10 years, and and it's worth it. Would that repel missionaries? <laughs> if you just pointed at it strongly. Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> <laughs> so so has Ponson been has has Ponson be seen uh how to tame your dragon? Uh yes. Well, she may have seen the second one, weirdly. But she has seen one of them. She really likes she likes dragons. She finds it very sad. So sad is sometimes hard. Yeah. Never mind the fact that she watched all of Shira and all of the Dragon Prince and all that. Just sometimes things ping her. That being said, if Uncle Alex says that she should watch How to, to How to uh, Train Your Dragon, I mean that's got value. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like how you then don't say it. <laughs> hey, listen, she can make her own choices. Earning some points there, I see. <laughs> listen. Part of this episode is just the rest of us uh, trying to get Ponsonby to like us more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, 
with the domesticization of dragons, I'm just going to hop right in there. Are we talking about yeah. you know, the the uh, thousands of of years of uh, of a uh, selective breeding, and that eventually it got us from wild wolves that will uh, like as much to eat us uh, as to uh, sleep next to us to you know the I mean to a dragon pug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> To be fair, that's kind of that's that's the way Terry Pratchett's uh, uh, Discworld books did it. There was yeah. the original dragons, and then there were. By the time you get to the the books themselves, most dragons are largely just lap dragons, uh, uh, chemical fueled like uh, uh, cigarette lighters. I thought they um, breathe well, and that's by design. <laughs> yeah, I thought the case of the dragons in a uh, Discworld. Well, the lap dragons in just scroll were, were that they were really just a swamp lizard herds that had uh, happened to be mar- be markedly similar to the mythical dragons. To be fair, I don't know enough about the breeding lines of Discworld. <laughs> Lady Ramkin would know. Lady Ramkin would know. The mm. real hero of the story. <laughs> uh, well, wait a second. Wait a second. Let's let's rewind a little bit. Uh huh. So. She very helpfully gave us the uh, the themes, the main, the goal. We always talk about the or the task. We always talk about the task. The task. You is always defined. talk about the task. Mm-hmm. I al- <laughs> Brendan mentioned it once. Now it's a wee thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so she, it's a children's book. She's um, she's around middle grade. So, really, so this. I mean, technically, children could in- involve you know from picture book up, but middle grade is a specific. Um, marketing thing. Uh, it's before YA. It's for basically junior high readers. And uh, so that gives us sort of an idea here, maybe. There's a task. There's vaguely a genre. It's an adventure. Mm-hmm. And a fantasy um, if uh, dragons are involved. Yeah, well, yeah. There's uh, how to let go people and how to find love. I would say that those two are themes. Yeah. To defeat villains. D- antagonist. That's your antagonist. Yeah. Standard. And domesticized dragons is, you know how we always end up trying to throw in, like, that last, like, little, uh, let little twist to add some flavor to something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I feel like that is. Because uh, even when I was reading it, it came out of left field. Do we mean domesticate dragons? Listen, Listen what she wrote <laughs> was domesticized. To be fair, she did misspell it. But she's also, like, 11. Yeah. So. <laughs> I just want to make sure that listeners know that, yeah, we know. I want this to know that I didn't. I am no, I am fully committed to domesticize. But I mean, if it makes you feel better, we can say domesticate. It's you know, it's it's one or the other. The idea, I'm pretty sure, is uh, bringing dragons from in from the wild, in from the cold. Oh, uh, the I'm, dragon who is out in the cold. Oh my gosh! Well, let's let's establish that first because that seems like setting mm. details, and that can Ooh, help inform. Yeah the world that we're dealing with. Nice. So nice. if okay. we have domestic dragons, what else is true? If this is true, what else is true? Or rather, if we are in the process of domesticating dragons, because we have domestic dogs now. Yeah. Um, I mean, are the, are we domesticating the dragons or are the dragons domesticating themselves? Oh, are they cats or dogs? Yeah. Dogs. <laughs> Fuck well, cats. How to train your dragon already did cats. Oh, darn oh. it. <laughs> you're right. Like, uh, with, when you're training dragons, you're obviously going to be training them as beasts of burden because of their sheer, sheer size. So you're talking well, about horses? 
Well, if you think about it, so I was listening to a a podcast the other day. Um, what? Yeah, I know. It's so so unusual. Um, <laughs> no one listens was, to podcasts. It was actually one that Ponsonby recommended. So this all goes full circle. But uh, they were talking about why do dogs look so incredibly different from wolves and from each other. And uh, apparently there's a lot of discussion about the history of domestication um, and when exactly dogs were domesticated and how they were domesticated. But one of the early uses was beasts of burden, pack animals. But one of the things I've always found very interesting is um, that dogs were basically domesticated to be tools. And you can see the kinds of things that people needed dogs for based on the kind of actions they do. Yeah, um, like uh, hunting dog- dogs uh, can be like fairly small and have a uh, in order to like uh, get uh, get through a burrows. Well, not mm, all of them. Not, not all of them. For instance, the lion hunting ones. Fairly <laughs> <laughs> large. The, what are they called? They're ridgebacks. Uh, they're something ridgebacks. And they are sweethearts, huge brains, so smart. Well, they're, they're uh, basically, depending on what you're hunting, the mm. the shape of the dog is uh, what was selectively bred to uh, really help out with that. So, like, if you're, say, uh, in a field with thick grass and your dog is tracking down whatever game you just uh, shot or whatever, or mm-hmm. or rousing ducks, who knows – you want to be able to see where the dog is so you know where to go. And so that's why, like, say with beagles, as a example. <laughs> uh, For example. Is there that's thing? why they can uh, have that little uh, paintbrush tail Aww. that they tend to keep up. So you see the little paintbrush. Oh, I actually read a really great – Somebody, there was a lot of commentary about the recent Cruella, <laughs> uh, whatever, about – and, and uh, a movie trailer. Which is unnecessary, but that's a whole different discussion. And people were talking about Dalmatians. And somebody pointed out that Dalmatians were, like, they make terrible pets. But that's really (laughs) not what they were intended for. Nope. They were intended to be lights and sirens on fire trucks before there were lights and sirens. Yeah. Um, They're there to run, they're carriage dogs. They're there to run along and make sure that, you know, horses don't run into each other. They're loud and barky and bitey. That's their and they're visible. That's their entire deal. Humans don't run into this carriage. Ah! Back off, horses! Back off! I got a knife. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so you got like small, like some dogs that are just literally meant to be like draft animals, like pulling mm-hmm. wagons, pulling people in sleds, depending yep. on your uh, region of choice. Huskies in snow are the happiest things in the known universe. As opposed to my <laughs> dog, who is not happy in snow. Ooh, I mean, oh, same. Oh, and then there's retrievers. Like, literally, it's in the name. Yep. What do they do? <laughs> they go get things, and they won't eat them themselves. But, you know, also, if they're supposed to go into lakes, they might have uh, uh, webbed, webbed yep. little feet. Uh, and they have weird undercoats so that they don't get, like, all that. All that. So... Looping back to the point. What? <laughs> what? There's a point. This is why people think they're the same cat. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, so we have domesticating dragons. We could mm-hmm. be uh, trying to breed these dragons for all sorts of interesting uh, uses. Like one thing that just comes to mind right away that I think would be immensely useful to have a dragon for mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like doing fire lines on 
wildfires that happen. <gasps> oh, I love that. That that's nice. Um, yeah, transport, flying oh, yeah. transport. Yeah, they become the trucking industry. So, like that dragon is like very, very large wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, not exactly agile. <laughs> nope, they're cargo. They're they're cargo ships. Wait, they're like they're they're the fantasy equivalent of helicopters, like the big cargo helicopters, like cranes. <laughs> yes. Wait, so 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 this helps inform the world. We have tall cities in this world mm-hmm. if we have dragons helping lift stuff up onto higher levels. Oh. Ooh. And flowers don't grow that high. <gasps> Ooh. They don't. Ooh. Wait, 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 but let's let's go back a little bit further. So, Brian, you were talking about fire containment, right? Yep, yep, yep. Fire lines. The other thing that helicopters frequently do during big forest fires is what? Water and sand drops. Exactly. And like Ren, you're an engineer. You can rig up uh, something to, to drag some water from a lake over to a fire on a dragon, right? Yeah, it's called a bucket. <laughs> I thought Brendan's like, of course, naturally. I've actually already drawn up the plans. <laughs> you know, just in case. Um, so to me, I'm hearing a lot about fire being an issue. You know Australia? I've heard of it. <laughs> huh. I'm not entirely sure it exists. But <laughs> you've never seen it, but you've heard. So Seems maybe fake. <laughs> one, they have a fire season, which I think is just wh- why. Dude, um, we have a fire season. Shh. But more importantly, they have eucalyptus trees, which explode and send <laughs> Australia oil. Australia is hardcore. And, shen- and, and send oil, burning oil everywhere. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And that's part of their thing. And that's why you can't have – apparently you can't have certain kinds of trees in living spaces there, like in communities, because strangely they're the explodey kind. How and odd. If they, and if they get too hot, they will cause a big problem for your community. My, my coworker was saying that she had one in her front yard. <laughs> yeah, I got grandfathered in. But anyway, so what if this was a, a world – or at least an area of this world, because let's not remember, let's remember that a world is not a single country, regardless of what Star Trek tells us. What? <laughs> Nonsense. I'm from the South Continent. Oh, okay. And that was like a big leap forward for Voyager. I'm from the <laughs> Fire Nation. <laughs> oh my god, will ever- the Fire Nation attack? <laughs> Just that one time, but it was a doozy. <laughs> Did everything change? Actually, no. Yeah, yeah, that's what you think. Yeah. Um, Fire Nation was always dicks. Whoa! Whoa! So what if this was an area, a country, whatever, where they, uh, they get regular fires? Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So they are incentivized to domesticate dragons. And they're working at it. Okay? Uh, maybe not everywhere is, but they super are. But it's still in the process. So... Like, maybe they're really ornery like camels. Camels are pretty good, though. But you have to be really careful with how you treat them, otherwise they will just dump all your stuff. Pippin, I heard you gasp. No, it wasn't a gasp. What was it? Was it was a judgment. Because <laughs> I brought in camels? Yep. Listen, it's almost like I like them. Um, first of all, what do we think of this idea? And then second of all, why do we need to find a flower? For, if there's fires all over the place, the, fi- the flower is already an issue. Well, they've got tall, like, spire cities. Which mm-hmm. I like. Yep, love it. And apparently everything else is on fire all the time. 
Another good reason to have tall cities, actually. Yeah, yeah true. Get you above the smoke. Um, if it's, that's just what happens. The fire climbs, so there's still a danger there. Oh, yeah, well, there's always. To, yeah, I mean, I, that means that the lower levels are probably made of something else. Who, who lives in the lower yep, levels? Yep, 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 yep. Inherent mm-hmm. uh, class in a couple, yep. inherent like class you, inequalities. Yep. Yeah. Like, and you've got some dragons who are, who are specialized in, in making fire breaks. Yeah. Like digging, you know you're what? digging. If the people who are being affected by the fires, so the people who live in the lower levels, right? They're the ones, I bet, who are working with domesticating the dragons. Because they're the ones who actually care. Because who else would? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Which is why maybe, maybe that's why they need whatever this flower is. Oh, the flower? Uh, the flower mm-hmm. is... Ah. Oh. Like a dragon equivalent to catnip. Or like oh, a... Oh, that'd be nice. Something to aid in and the... You know, mm. help help make the dragons do- more docile. Or... I mean, like, yes. I... I mm. Let's like yeah. Let's put a pin in that because I want to think about that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're sort of pointing out here. We're sort of narrowing in on maybe who our character might be, who our main character might be. Because I'm thinking that maybe she and I'm going to go with she because of course I am. Um, well because Ponsonby makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if she lives and work? Like, what if her family is part of one of these lower level? Uh, working families, you know, the people who are trying to maintain the fire control, um, because frankly, it affects their lives. Uh, but the people who are also hired to do stuff like the, the building and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. and they are maybe traditionally also dragon handlers, but the dragon hand, the dragon, oh, 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 the dragons that are best domesticized at this point. So let's say it's earlier on, right? Remember how you guys were talking about how, uh, uh dogs pack animals? Like that was the f- sort of the first round. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So what if, what if we've, we've, they've figured out how to have the big transport dragons, right? The ones who yeah. can build tall, right? Yeah, the big cities. So you can get them to go up and down. Yeah. But they are not controlled, but uh, definitely assisted with this flower, right? Which okay. means that the people who are invested in this building management to get away from the fire uh, um, are the ones who are largely in control of access to these flowers, Right? Maybe they have their own sky gardens. Yes. Okay. I love sky gardens. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But people below were like, we still have to deal with the fires. And they're realizing that, you know, we could technically maybe domesticate dragons, do some breeding uh, on our own to assist with this fire issue. But they don't have the flowers for it. Where did the flowers come from? If they can start their own gardens or if they can find a source for them. Now, if this was an adult book, you could get all sorts of things like, uh, well, it's now time to be a spy on the upper levels and and uh, do corporate es- corporate espionage and political whatnot. intrigue, exactly, mm. and do a heist. Yeah, flower heist. <gasps> to be fair, a heist is pretty great. We can save that for later. But, <laughs> but this I- is a kid book. So, what if a kid's like, you know what? These flowers came from. There's a legend, right? Uh, there's a legend about these flowers, and I'm gonna go and find where they are, where they grow naturally. I've had a thought. What's your thought? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Fight me. Um, <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking. This book is supposed to be how to let people go, how to find love, defeat. Yes. Villains. Get our that's themes also, in here. That's the three of mine. I think the three are connected, right? 
Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I think the villain uh, is a friend of uh, our protagonist, uh-huh. uh, who she doesn't realize the villain at the start. Oh, classic. Uh, you know, maybe they have the garden that has the flower and is unwilling to help because they don't actually, they're, they're an upper class person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, don't yeah, realize yeah, yeah. the plight of, uh, the lower classes, <laughs> so to speak. Um, uh, and refuses to acknowledge and so will not help and it actually becomes, you know, uh, terrible about it. So you have, so you have to let go of that person. Yeah. Uh, because you have to let go of people who are harmful for you. That's just self care. Uh, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the love you find is a love for yourself. Aww. Yes. Like, and the respect of common human dignity. And f- of dragon dignity. Does, yeah. does this antagonist kind of follow along for a while? Like, kind of, <laughs> I'm here as your friend, but, you know, we should really turn around now. It's dangerous. Mm. But, like, they have a vested interest to not actually find the flower. Hmm. Hmm. I mean... On the one hand, yes, that makes sense story-wise. I mean, in terms of, like, characters and, like, with this adventure, it's always good to have, like, the, the foil with you. I wonder whether or not that works. Uh, okay, what if the towers are sort of uh, clannish, okay? So if you live in the bottom of one of these towers, you have been historically the ones building that tower. If you live in the top, you're the people who historically live in the top. And so that's how our... Literally lower, oh my god, literally lower level uh, character knows this upper level character because they've kind of grown up together. I have an idea. Do it, do it. Okay, so you know how the upper levels there have the sky gardens that are growing this uh, flower? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many of you know about the current problems affecting modern bananas? <gasps> Ooh. They've oh. only been able to do cloned clippings of the original flower that they got from whatever this legendary place is. And a disease that is like revealed halfway through is affecting the crops. So we don't learn about this initially. It's like a closely guarded secret that the villain character knows and why mm-hmm. she has a vested interest in joining along our hero in finding this uh, legendary flower. Okay, wait, wait, let me, let me actually rewind a little bit. Like, I think that'd be good for an adult story. I worry that a middle grade kid, which is what I believe our main character needs to be, because that's kind of what middle grade, middle grade does. I'm not sure they would know to keep it a secret. Here's my thought. Breaking, uh, building off of Bren's thing. Their parents know. There you go. They don't. They're, they're all, they're all for their friend at the start. It's like, yeah, let's do this. They find out the secret. Yes. Uh, and then, not unreasonably for a child. Yeah. You know, side with their parents against their friend. Oh, which can be heartbreak, and that gets the letting go of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to grow up. Growing up is hard, guys. Growing up is hard. That's why I never did it. <laughs> That's why I'm still planning for my future. <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you helping me with this? Because I know better. Or what? Do you know better? Like, clearly, I live in the top, and we got there for a reason. It's like, oh. oh. And then it's also a story about the perpetuation of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, word that fell out of my head. Classified? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this, it's, that stuff is taught. It absolutely is taught. Yeah. Um, and I think, and part of the importance of telling stories is to talk about those situations and then work them through. 
And, you know, you know I feel like mm-hmm. there's extra details about the flower itself and how it's related to dragons could also uh, oh, yeah. play into why, like, they've had trouble growing original seedlings in the Sky Gardens. Like, th- imagine the Sky Gardens don't have any mm-hmm. fire. This nope. environment has lots of fire, so maybe the key to having the flowers grow is hmm. fire. It's also high up in the air. Oh, it's uh, ash. It, it grows a... It, it grows uh, in, uh, it, it grows yeah. best in it grows best in ash. Yeah, ash of like low yeah. elevations. Oh, yeah. yes, because of the air content, the air quality, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There yeah. we go. Okay, and of course, if it's a if it's a frequently a smoky environment or what have you, I mean, the light quality is going to be different. Yeah. Um, and oh god, and the water, the water situation. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just us knowing just enough about biology to get in trouble. I know. Yeah. Hey, that's okay, wait, here's a th- yeah, that's wait, writing, I, I yeah. want to go a little bit further with the flower thing because I want to steal Brendan's uh uh the banana thing. Yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what if they've been growing these flowers in the top, right? They've created a variant that works well in the upper gardens, but of course it's bottlenecked, it's you know, it's now being affected by fungus or whatever. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that variant is what keeps dragons yeah. being docile not necessarily trainable so like stupid dragons yes they're like oh that's basically what dragons are good for but people hope and believe on the lower levels like no like they have capabilities where like the wild ones do yeah so they've stopped the domestication around like when they started following being able to follow simple commands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and because to be fair using that variant that they've domesticated domesticated oh my gosh uh, <laughs> they've domesticated um in the upper levels i mean that is basically what you can do and maybe there are scientists on the upper level you know really testing the the boundaries of that but that's garbage um you know bad it's what garbage in garbage out yeah yeah that that idea so what happens if they find the flower it looks sort of similar <laughs> but kind of different um and they're like well there's only one thing we can do and they give it to their you know pack dragon or whatever and then suddenly the dragon kind of blinks and is like, yo, what's up? <laughs> you know, um, literally. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's suddenly able to do a little bit more. And like, everyone's a little bit like, wait a second. Wait, wait, we've, we've tried this before with other dragons. This typically doesn't work like this. Hmm. Like, like, you know, shake, roll over, uh, solve this binomial equation. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't have to be like a full on because then you start getting into, well, where's the, where are the dragon, uh, communities? <laughs> where are the dragon cultures? And maybe that's a sequel because it wouldn't be a no story of sacred podcast if we didn't end up projecting an entire universe, uh, with a multiple <laughs> it's book arc. world building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that that would be really fascinating. And then you get this really nice, maybe ending scene with, uh, our main character, like riding one of the dragons, which hasn't been you know, successful up to this point, maybe. And like a whole swoop of other dragons, plus, you know, the bag of seedlings. Or you need a lot more than that. But whatever. <laughs> we'll have to do some actual research into uh, gardening, I guess. Huh. What? <laughs> she research? says, staring at her field of dead plants around her. So, so we have like a lot about this, like, city environment and like the impetus for the plot and all that. Mm-hmm. Where does getting the flower kind of fit in here? Is it like toward the end when they actually get the legendary flower and the seedling or the seeds or something? 
Hmm. Well, so the adventure is supposed to be to find a lost flower. It doesn't say anything about – and then the rest of the story is about the, the themes of letting go of people and finding love and, and, and yeah. defeat – well, wait, there's still the defeating villains. Who is the villain to defeat? Parents. Yeah. 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 Um, and and also uh, the class divide. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, the class divide. What if it's the beginning of – okay, we you know having a, a, a clock running, right, in a story – uh-huh. Even if it's just a plot clock. Um, <laughs> Always write twice? What? What? It's related to the task. So what if fire season's coming and, you know, the infrastructure along the bottom has not been doing well because they've been, you know, money has been pouring into the top like it does. Uh, yeah. And they, there's been a lot of talk. Peep, the Oh, the parents are distracted by trying to find non-dragon means to fix this. Okay. Because it, it does seem like a very particular kid adventure to be like, no, I'm going to find a flower that because, it, you know, mixing up like, you know, weird information that you're getting from your upper story friend. Um, I really like the idea of using upper story versus lower story. <laughs> your upper story friend being like, no, if you use flowers, you can, you know, that's how we do that. It's like, oh, well, we can find our own flowers. And then you find out like it's there. There's these more things that get revealed. Um, meanwhile, the parents are doing things like, okay, so if we um, start getting water reserves in now, uh, some trenches, we need to come. Uh, Bob, do you have that new kind of concrete? How's that going? <laughs> you know? Our estimates say we'll only lose like 10, 20% of the lower levels. That's acceptable. <laughs> I, oh. what's terrible is I keep thinking about what's going on in Texas right now. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, but here's the thing. Timely stories be timely. It's true. It's true. You know? Yeah. Um, and w- part of the point of fiction is to find ways to grapple with bigger truths. That's very true. Uh, but so I'm over here trying to put into words how to make real world terribleness into this fiction story because there's so much that happened to make that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't like the – a popular trope in children's fiction is to get rid of the parents. I don't like that. I would like it if these parents were busy being, like, attending all these meetings, right? <laughs> um, like, they're trying their best here. And and to be fair, like, the dragon solution is really far-fetched. Frankly, it's like asking my cat to help me with my taxes. You know, it's... it's... Listen, Gobby has abilities. <laughs> She's a CPA cat. I wouldn't trust. Well, I mean, or maybe more like uh, you know, the taxes is a bit much. But like, for instance, if I wanted, if I expected Gobby to not be my my cat Goblin, to not be a lap cat, but I expected her to be able to uh, 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 be a guard cat to like bark or meow really loudly if there were intruders. That's well, just not. Maybe some cats can. Mine can't. Or can she? Well, Benji With a can special cook. flower. I'm gonna have Benji cook dinner for me. Yeah. Or like even like it is Benji a hunter hunter or yeah, is he sure. just a retriever type? Uh, he, he is more of the seek and guard type. Okay, but what if you were asking him to herd? Right. <laughs> well, he does herd. Like the- that's <laughs> within the realm that that dogs can do. We've seen it. Uh, but doesn't he, doesn't he herd you occasionally? Sometimes. Reliably. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> If, if he wants me to go into the kitchen so that I can get him a treat, then he's very good at hurting me. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, so like, and maybe dragons do pop up and maybe that's like, we've seen it happen. They do like, uh, uh, to protect their own nests. 
yeah. let's say. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So we know that they can do it. But there's like this sort of ingrained belief in the upper stories that, you know, we've done all we can. This is as far as we oh, can take them. Here's the thing that a human has never gotten a dragon to do, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's breathe fire on command. Yeah. The lifter dragons, they mm-hmm. never breathe fire. It's weird because they're docile. They're too docile yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it hasn't been something they've really been concerned about because why would you want all that fire everywhere? That's a terrible idea in the city uh-huh whereas the people on the lower levels are like guys we're please gonna, we're gonna die come on there's so much smoke inhalation down here and we've noticed that the amount of money coming from upstairs for things like ventilation gear is lowering and incidentally Ugh. i'm just imagining like extra utility you could do with just fire breathing on command like oh, you yeah. get advanced uh metal smelting you could have um passenger aircrafts like dirigibles powered by dragon fire oh mm. that could be like a also, smaller dragon well also it, and this is going to get really deep into the science the chemicals involved in making dragon fire i imagine have some extra leftovers and so what i'm saying is that you could probably have dirigibles using dragon farts that's where, I, where i'm going with that of course uh, <laughs> thank <And> you <laughs> but what but cat what about the ethics of dragons I mean, I feel like that's a book two problem. <laughs> I mean, I've been desperately trying not to bring that up this entire time. Listen, the yeah, there's there's problems. Don't get me wrong. But then again, there's also problems with dogs. And there's the part where I can't read sad dog stories anymore. Those are definitely issues. But that's part of the reason why you have to look at things one at a time. What is the mm. first immediate problem? The first immediate problem is like... Uh, We're dying. Yeah. There, there's death everywhere. Fire season is coming. It <laughs> is going to be a bad one this year. Yeah. It's going to be a bad one. We, it, we've, you know, the, meanwhile, the statistician pops up and is like, you know, <laughs> take a look at my graphs. Oh, what if, what if like in one of the more southern latitudes or whatever, like mm-hmm. they've already heard reports of how bad this year's fire season is because like a city was lost or something. Ooh, collapse, Ooh. collapse. It's one of the things that the adults aren't talking about around the kids. But the kids yes. know. They know oh, something's yes. up. Okay, yeah, you know something's wrong. And that's part of where the the pressure is coming from t- for our main character, who I'm going to say is named Leela. Um oh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh <laughs> hear that Ponsonby? She can come up with pretty names too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh you will be paying for that later, Aunt Pippi. So, yeah, Not so from Ponce Bay. Ponce Bay loves me. <laughs> so let's say Leela um, is noticing that things are getting tense. Um, maybe she's hearing whispered conversations. You know, the adults are all looking real tired. She is having to spend much more time being a latchkey kid than she did previously. Like, honey, I'm sorry, you're going to have to make your own dinner tonight. Your mom and I have to go to um, a- a- another committee meeting. <laughs> Um, it's like, what's this one about? Don't worry about it, honey. Um, let's not eat all the meat tonight. We might need that for later. <laughs> oh. Stuff like that. And that's why she's talking to her friend. You know, because you talk, right? You talk to yeah. who you know. And if, you know, you're part of this working class, literally, you know, you're, you're having discussions with your friend on the upper stories. And, and she's like, well, this is what I'm hearing, which, you know, my parents are kind of like, they don't seem to be that worried, but here's what I know about flowers. Because um, they talk about it a lot for some reason. <laughs> well, it's a children's yeah. story about how dragon, how, how the lifter dragons uh, came to be. It's like, oh yeah, we have the magical flowers that the that the upper reaches have that 
help us have these dragons and we can construct the wonders of the city. Yay. Yeah, and then they go into one of the gardens and, and they look at them and they talk about it a lot, which is a nice, you know, you can get some description, some world building in there. But you also see some of the leaves are yellowing. Yep. And then yeah. he's like, what's that about? And it's like, oh, you know, we call it, you know, some cutesy name for something intensely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, for fungus. And that's actually a job that the kids are supposed to have when you're little is you go around and you pluck those off and you get a quarter for everyone you bring in. Yep. Uh. <laughs> because that's, a, to be fair, that thinking of Texas, that's what uh, was it? Grandma, uh, one of our grandparents used to have us do that with uh, the beetles that would show up on her rose rose bushes. We would have to go out and collect them. Yeah, a little um, soapy dish. Yeah. Yep, and and she would give us money for it, and that was weirdly fun. Um, I believe and- that would be a you and Bren thing. <laughs> I have no memory of this. <laughs> well, but we, we we never. I don't think we were ever in Texas. That's when we were little. Oh, that's a New York no, thing. We went yeah, this is a New York. Se- yeah, further south. That one, um, I would find um, the little shells of uh, cicadas. Yep, and ah. collect those. Gross. Also, Al, we went there. Oh, when we were like four for Christmas. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a big family trip. Oh, yeah. I have a memory of the gumdrop tree. <laughs> I know, because the gumdrop tree was amazing. Gumdrops are disgusting, but that tree was real pretty. Anyway. Not it. the point. Actually, um, Texas is really nice for Christmas time. Just putting it yeah, out there. Yeah, it was. That was the like, after times, y'all. <laughs> yeah, after times. Yeah. Mm. We can go back to Denison. It'll be great. Yeah, we can <laughs> go back to the old uh, playground. We have photos. We can try to identify it. <laughs> we can rent a little house. Anyway. That, anyway. None of this is the point. <laughs> none of this is the point. But welcome to another McDonald's siblings memory TMI. lane. TMI. <laughs> <laughs> it's a TMI memory lane. It sounds like memory lane Inc., but in memory lane TMI. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So we have a main character. Yeah. Leela. Lower class. Or I'm sorry. Lower story. <laughs> <laughs> Not a metaphor for anything. It is a, it's supposed to be middle grade, so we can be on the nose with our class metaphors. Oh, absolutely. There's some shenanigans going on amongst the adults. Fire season is coming. She decides that clearly she has to do her part, too. Like um, any good kid, your, my, your parents are stressed, you want to help. Exactly. You're bad at it. <laughs> but she has an idea that the parents don't necessarily, like, to be fair, it's a little wacky. Uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to go find our own flower so we can domesticate dragons so we can stop the fire. And her parents are like, right, in the next week and a half. Okay. <laughs> uh, Honey, do they... how about you stay home and do your homework? Do we have her run away? or I think that's we... an absolute yes. Okay. I just want to make sure that was clarified. Otherwise, it'd be like finding an excuse to have the parents be gone for a few days with this committee <laughs> stuff. No, she no, does no, no. not think of it as running away, though, whatever happens. Oh, absolutely not. Her parents are out of their minds with worry. Oh, but... guys. I just had an idea Uh-oh. for like, kind of like the action climax. Yes. Fire season is here. <gasps> and it's make or break for Leela. The fires are like, starting to like, surround the area. <gasps> oh, make or fire break? Yes. That's exactly what I was going for, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cause just imagine Nerds. like the triumphant, you know, like, I was right. This outlandish foolish plan was correct. Oh, and also the great visual of just streams of fire, yeah. pinpoint precision, as the dragons wheel overhead, sur- like, with her in the center. Like, um, I'm just imagining, like, if this was, like, a movie, you'd have, like, kind yeah. of, like, her, like, cowering from the flames and all that, but then just that snap decision moment where it's like, mm-hmm. no. 
I'm going yeah. to do this. And then you have that triumphant stand up, grab the flower, face the fire. Oh, nice. Raise up the flower Ooh. to the sky. That's yeah. your cover art. Oh, yeah. Face the fire is just a great phrase. I mean. And a title. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. It, oh, but that that's a good image. And it's always good to, to aim for an, like, for me, it's always good to aim for an image. Because uh, I, I think one of the other things we could be uh, doing with this book, like letting go of, like, say, a toxic person, is yes. that is that our main character has always been kind of, like, unsure of herself this entire mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, like, this conclusion is almost like that, like, apotheosis moment. Is that? Yes. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but that's definitely a word that I feel is right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you were saying that this is, like, the uh, the climactic moment, the the some kind of thematic word that we can't remember. Yeah. How many of us are English majors? <laughs> Three <laughs> of you. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm a professional writer, and yet here we are. <laughs> Oops. You know, it's that important part. Writing that down, the important part. <laughs> I important am a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with having a large vocabulary is that we kind of get, you know, stuck on which one to use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, thingy is a great word that works in so many situations. (laughs) Well, as I I end up having to say in one of my panels from last week, um, aphasia is the one word I can consistently remember. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. That was a good line. Thank you. It's my go-to because honestly, it's so necessary. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, But yeah, I agree. I I think that that's a good strong arc too. Yeah. I I just – I always like to try to imagine like what is – the moment, the moment that, you know, that, that peak moment of the story, you know, like mm-hmm. something you are trying to build for, build to, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm reminded of actually uh-huh. is I just rewatched Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And nice. good choice. Which also, thank you. Which also was a great movie for young women to watch, leaving aside some of the, you know, violence, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but wait a minute. All these weird guys on the internet say it was bad. Listen, CinemaSins is not invited to our party. Ho ho. Anyway, call out. Call out. Um, gonna (laughs) sip my dang tea. So, that moment that you're describing, Brendan, happens in that movie when this whole time she's been, you know, told that the powers that were granted to her were from, uh, uh, the, the whatever, the aliens, that, you know, she's a weak human, that she has to, like, she has these, things that are holding her back just because of who she is. And she gets shown these images of, of being a weak human. A weak human girl is kind of the implication. Um, where she falls, she gets told she's not good enough. And then the moment that you're talking about is when she remembers the rest of each of those memories. And it's the girl stand, like herself as a child throughout her life, standing back up again, staring straight at the camera and trying again. Um, and triumphing and it's like i had weirdly i'd forgotten that scene and then like i was almost in tears like it chills and it was just so powerful and that's that's the moment you want to hit for i think in this story is that standing back up again or standing up for the first time see that's why i think the love you find is the love for yourself i think you're right i think you're right on that who's the villain because we have to defeat some villains apparently well we are making the villain her her friend who's from the upper stories. Well, but I think specifically that friend's parents. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of 
Amorphous. To be fair, we could just say we were given an outline, and sometimes outlines aren't, you know, when as you're writing, you change. If the story's good enough, you don't care that the villain is more of the, you know, more likely just the system man. I mean, the villain is the system. (laughs) Yeah, the system is a pretty good villain. Um, uh, I, I am kind to say that it was Agatha all along. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Come at me. <laughs> at this point, everyone's like, gasp, what? Um, <laughs> but- Although also you get to explain to Ponson B that you said, well, it's an outline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But- or we could just, you know, have of a antagonist us chasing them, mysterious. Oh, that's a good point. Oh my gosh, you're right. There could be a mysterious antagonist chasing them. Not with a mask. Maybe it's the cops. Uh, What if it is the cops? Remember, her parents think she ran away. What if it's just adults? Could it be like an agent of like the toxic friend's parents or something? Yes. Yeah. Because remember, the upper story kid ran away too. Which one's more important? Quote unquote, oh. more important. So who has the resources to send somebody after them? Is this like when our character lets her go is like when the friend's like, nah, I'm, I'm going with them. And, Ooh, yeah. And, and things they, the, the villains being villains, they're doing things they think for the right reasons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, what if she tries to pressure her into coming back too? Or what if she says, what if she tries to trap Leela into getting picked up by the bodyguard? They're, exactly, yeah. And yeah. it's like, look, it's, it's for dangerous. your own good. Yeah, it's for your own good. Mm-hmm. Come on, just mm-hmm. do what you're told. Yeah. Like, you know, this was fun, but it's not really like... It was a clearly, dream. It was a dream. And also, like, what did you think we were going to accomplish here? Nothing. Yeah. I, oh. I'm i a big fan in fiction, uh, especially young adult children's fiction, of uh, recognizing bad relationships. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Bad friendships. Oh, and yeah. noping out. <laughs> Yeah. This is really good. I like this. And I'm just imagining like the the toxic friend says a line that is kind of like a stark contrast to the eventual uh apotheosis moment mm-hmm. uh later on. Yes, definitely, definitely. Oh yeah. And it's close yeah. enough that you can clearly remember that that just happened not too long ago mm-hmm. in the plot. Well, also though, I love I hate to say it, but I do love the idea of as you're reading this, you know, she's being framed as the best friend. And as you go through the story, you, along with the main character, are realizing, first of all, you get the same feeling of betrayal as we've talked about, or as I've talked about anyway, the, the idea of medium is the message. You are feeling the same kind of, this is also my best friend because you are trained to read that way. And then as the story progresses, you feel the same betrayal Leela does, the same surprise. And then you have to also go through the process of letting that character go and realizing that they are a problem. Um, and that can hurt. That can hurt as a reader. But that's part of why it hurts a lot more in real life. And that's why you kind of inoculate yourself with fiction. Mm. For my part, I feel like a responsibility of fiction specifically for children is to help that process. Yeah. Is to here help are that some, inoculation. Here are some really heavy social things that you'll probably have to encounter much sooner mm-hmm. than you think. Yeah. Hmm. It, it reminds, bring it back to Terry Pratchett. It reminds me of a line from Terry Pratchett from like Hogfather, I think, where we teach kids to accept the little lies so that they can accept the big ones. So you teach them yeah. that the Hogfather 
that you have to be good for the Hogfather so you can believe bigger rules like that truth and justice exist. Oh, that's a um, great scene. Yeah. It is. And so th- you you teach kids, like, you feel this betrayal, you feel how to get over this betrayal or how to recognize it in this book. And so that when it happens to you in real life, which is going to be worse because it's real, but you have the tools, you have at least the inkling of the tools of what to do with it. Then this has been today's uh, segment of why fiction is important. <laughs> a subset of cat, uh, of cat makes a speech. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The, the, the part where I talk in paragraphs, not pithy epigrams, Pippin. <laughs> can't be as good as me and you need to accept that. <laughs> this is why you're better at Twitter than me. <laughs> you're also much so, more quotable. So, uh, so going back to, uh, to a uh, bodyguard. Mm. So a scene I I would like to see is the fire is getting close because yeah, mm-hmm. and she's in danger and she's like like uh hey you're an adult help me and like sorry I only need to pick up one of you oh that seems Ooh. a bit rough oh like a cowardly douchebag maneuver yes I don't know a bit too I, uh that one seems a well, going back to the idea that humans are humans yeah I mean even if you were being paid by some upper story people to pick up one kid would you genuinely try to leave the other kid behind i mean how annoying is that other kid <laughs> to be fair but i'd be much more likely to i hate to say it i'd be much more likely to like knock them out and and you know stick them on the back of my uh transport dragon <laughs> yeah and then and then the kid wakes up halfway through and it's like what they were the baddies all along <laughs> <laughs> the real baddies are the friends we made along the way <laughs> also to me that's much more of a relatable thing that happens to children you you don't have a lot of bodily autonomy if an adult wants to take you somewhere most of the time they are literally able to pick you up and take you fair enough i mean that's true and that's that can be a huge betrayal um and also it's kind of a, a kick in the head when you realize oh wait i thought i was my own person uh and and that might just be a writing difference that's hmm. how I would take that. I wouldn't say that that's a necessary part of the overall let's discuss the story. That might just be a flavor difference between writers. Um, Fair enough. But I, I wouldn't do that. I would I would be more inclined to say, like, well, you don't have to go happily, but you got to come. Um, the, personally, I think maybe uh, it's a bit too heavy for a, a children's novel. but Yeah. I mean, so it goes back and forth. I guess uh, maybe maybe you could have, like, the bodyguard kind of, you know, again, trying to be hero of his own story it's like mm-hmm. jump down to me i can get us both out of here i can oh, run there you go but like she has that choice of like she's pretty sure according to the legend the grove is not too far mm-hmm, mm-hmm. again another choice and mm-hmm. that's where the uh kind of again, apotheosis moment comes because she's thinking after this choice like i made the worst decision of my yeah. young life i am surrounded fi- <laughs> by fire i'm about to die <laughs> Yeah. And then oh, like finds that. confidence and does the standing up and all that good stuff. I like that idea. So the, the, the hero of your own story. So you, you know, he's not trying to leave a kid behind, but yeah. like if you literally can't get at her and she has to agree to jumping or whatever. Yeah. It's and like, she decides not to. It's like, oh, well, okay. It's like trust, trust fall of the system or and... kind of the leap of faith towards the grove. Mm, oh, I like oh. that. Oh, I like that. The trust fall of the system or the leap of faith. Yeah. For the gr- Nice. Nice. Mm. For the dream. Living the dream, the dream man. The system. I like that a lot. 
Um, and again, shortly afterwards, it is thought of, at least in the short term, as a very terrible mistake that oh, she made because, oh, crap, oh, there's now fire everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, and the nice thing is that also that adds a lot of nice action. Yep. Um, th- I mean, that's where part of the defeating the villain thing is like, that gets your action into the story. They're being chased. There's also a ticking time uh, timer. There's oh. also a task. I mean, that and that all points to, guys, this is an adventure. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Adventure. Um, oh, you hey, know, so, with the oh, fire sorry. everywhere, too, like that could be part of the reveal when she's at her lowest moment being surrounded by fire. Um, <laughs> is like <gasps> she notices like the fire is actually like causing this group of flowers to actually bloom. Yes. And that reveals the flowers that she saw in the earlier scene, but they look much more vibrant and alive. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Wait, 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 wait. And it's also thematic. Okay. Because. Uh, they bloom in adversity. Aww. What? Ooh. What? Is the flower a metaphor for herself? Yes. And also, of course, fire tempers steel. Uh-huh. Right? Right? Makes you stronger, etc. But I like my flower one better, so let's pretend I said that one last. <laughs> <laughs> but it blooms in adversity. I like that. And then that's that's her deal, too, man. And it's okay to be heavy-handed. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm partially because I've realized that my idea of heavy handed to everyone else still reads as intensely obscure. Um, so I've had to learn to be really to what I think is very obvious. Um, and, and And that brings it to vaguely appropriate. To paint the scene fully, you also have like the roaring of dragons in the distance along with the inferno. Yes. So it plants the fact that she can summon the dragon with the flower. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. There we go. Like it. Like it. Guys, I think that we have done, if I do say so myself, a great job of uh, plotting out a really great story that I hate. I always do this. I know I always do this. I really want to write it. <laughs> ha. Uh, here's the thing. Ponsonby might hold you to it. I mean, maybe she will. And then in which case, congratulations, listeners. Um, <laughs> you now know uh, how to get me to write something. <laughs> Send an email to contact at nostoriousnaked.com <laughs> addressed Dear Ponsonby. <laughs> Pretty please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so quick question. Uh, we're, we're, we've done a lot with this. Um, our, our traditional game for any of these ones where we're uh, for, usually for Wheel of Tropes, but I think we can do that for this as well, is do we have a title? Well, I already suggested Face the Fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I kind of like Firebreak because if you don't necessarily know what it is, it also has like a a broken thing. I don't uh, know. Fire Lily. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fire Lily is pretty good. Pippin, what you got? Uh, you think I would have been thinking about this this whole time? I mean, possibly. Is there something we could work in about dragons? I mean, dragon fire is good. It's a little bland. True. It sounds very uh stock fantasy. Yeah. Um, Dragon Ash? No, um, that sounds weird. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like, you know, it's something you spread on your flowers. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, oh my gosh, what if dragon poop, when you set it on fire, is the perfect fertilizer for the flowers? <laughs> there we go. And people didn't realize. That's why it's a symbiotic environment, man. And you know what? It, it's it's educational, too. We're teaching the kids about poop. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to. Oh, um, man. Hmm. Forged in fire now. Uh, <laughs> that's no, yeah, a that's TV it. show, Pippin. 
Listen. Uh, oh, man. We could do one of those really long titles. Those are getting, I wouldn't say popular popular, but you can do some neat stuff with them. What I like to call fanfic titles. Wait, what, what about uh, what about your usual prompts for titles? We can have Pippin be the one to answer them this time. Ooh, okay. What are my usual prompts for titles? Uh, uh. Pippin, what are the themes of the... The problem is we know what the themes of these stories are. Oh, what, but we... Hey, hey, Pippin, what are, the, what are the themes? What are the central images, the feelings you want to take away from the story? Uh, Well, uh, there's adventure. Mm-hmm. There's freedom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, freedom, yeah. You know, freedom from the caste system, freedom from toxicity, freedom from fire. Mm-hmm. There's a, a sense of family and finding out who, you, you know, to trust like family. Because mm-hmm. usually uh, I'm all for found families. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a sort of situation where like, no. And I mean, I think that's an important lesson because we have been valorizing found families for a, a bit now. And it's like, well, actually, though, sometimes they're awful. Mm. Like any company that tells you, we're like a family. Oh. Yeah. Avoid that like the plague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, found in fire? Found in fire. Um, that does kind of yeah. check some of the boxes of adventure, uh, the quest to find the flower. Mm-hmm. Found in flames. Ooh, found in flames is nice. And then you're finding yourself as well. You're finding the flower. Yeah. You're finding yourself. And of course, as we mentioned, she is the flower. I think we, we mentioned flower that. Flower is the self we found along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Blooming in adversity. Found in flames. I kind of like that. Yeah. Because imagine the cover. Again, imagine the cover. You got a young girl. Um, she's got a, a, a lily-like flower, like in her right hand, maybe. Yep. Um. And in her left hand, she's she's rising up her left hand, and a dragon is floating sort of in the background above it. So it looks like she's raising the dragon. <laughs> and behind all of that is just flames. Everywhere. And maybe, like, and, and there's flames, and then behind that are, like, the tall city spires. Oh, yeah. Um, flames on the side of my face. I think <laughs> you, you don't know what the heck's going on quite yet, but you know that mm-hmm. there's going to be, like, some badass scene like that at some point. Mm-hmm. And the edges of the of the cover are like uh, I don't want to say ivy because I don't know exactly what this plant looks like necessarily, unless it's like a ground hugger. Like, what if it's like kudzu? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some kind of plant thing, because again, that is part of the adventure. Is literally it's about this flower. But you have the and the girl's just staring straight out at the reader, like a very uh, you know, we're seeing her at the top. Like that's the moment that Brendan you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier, um, and that's the the thing that we want to capture readers with like that's what we want to get to i imagine there's also like an overlay of like embers and all that yeah stuff like that um you could do some cool stuff but in that case if you think of the title found in flames and you got that going on i could see that oh wait 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 <laughs> guys guys if we're gonna get properly middle grade fantasy series yeah if we want to talk about the rights and responsibilities of dragon ownership that means it's got to be a series, which means it's got to have a series name. Okay. Uh-huh. So what if it's something like uh, the Dragonfire Chronicles Found in Flames? The Dragon, whatever you said, Fire sounds Chronicles. familiar. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, something, 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 colon, Found in Flame. Ember Spires. Ooh. Which, mm. is a, which is a first kind of, like, clearly this is the beginning of the hero's journey, you know, Found in Flames or whatever. This is an origin story for our hero. We can we can retcon the 
uh, series name after the fact, though, because you don't want to necessarily pitch to a publisher, hey, oh, invest in this no. brand new IP. And by the way, will you also buy the rest in the series? Please, 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 please. Yeah, it always looks kind of, I mean, unless you know there's a three deal, like three book deal out there, which it always looks a little iffy to see, like on a manuscript. <laughs> the, the book one and- of 27. You yeah. do let them know that you have more ideas, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's a like, speaking as a, a consumer, if you see a series title like that, there had better be more books in the works. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, it's just, it's like people who put way too many subclauses in their subtitles of their academic pr- papers. <laughs> Nobody has time for that. No. Um, Actually, so- there is a direct correlation to how long your academic paper is and how much less it gets cited by mcdonald at all oh oh man um okay so i mean do we like sound and flames yeah yeah sure all right here's here's what i'm gonna do uh here's the the special whatever i am going to tell ponsonby about this and um depending on how this recording turns out i may even let her listen to it what and let's find out what she says about the title because she may come back with something that's Better than all of us. <laughs> I know, we're pretty amazing. <laughs> also, I love her dearly. Uh oh. Uh oh. But gonna... no matter what she says, she's going to think it's better than anything. It's true. We came up with. Wow. Wow. All right. I'll, how about this? If it actually is, I'll tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Good? All right. Okay. Ponsonby, I believe in you. I know you can come up with anything you better. Literally it's just, I just also said, know. You literally just said you didn't believe she would. Uh, I I acknowledge that it was a possibility of other lesser nieces, but <laughs> my nieces. I'm sorry, you have my two. nieces are amazing. Okay, uh-huh. I'm talking about other people's nieces. I see. maybe they wouldn't be able to. Uh huh. And I have to acknowledge it uh, mm-hmm. as a possibility because a lot of people listen to this podcast <laughs> and they don't have my nieces. I see. Okay. Okay. We'll see. We'll see about this. We'll see if she goes for that Aunt Pippin. Listen, you can't influence her either way. <laughs> You're going to get a phone call like a couple weeks from now. Be like, Aunt Pippin. Uh, All right. Um, guys, this was amazing. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, good times. Yeah. How y'all feeling? Yeah, good. Here, here's the thing. Lizzo started going in my head the moment you asked the question. Okay. Because baby, how you doing? Oh, I see. Good okay. as hell. Well, now I got to go listen to Lizzo. Uh, good. Yeah. Um... All right, so are, are, we've done the game, we've done the story. Are we ready to head on out? Yeah. I believe so. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. So before we go, do we have anything to plug? Ooh. Um, well, I actually uh, know when my new short story is coming out. It's going to come out from Apex. Uh, it's called Demon Fighter Sucks. And uh, it's going to be an Apex uh, issue number 123, which I believe is coming out in May. And, uh, and it, it will then be available online sometime in May and June. It's one that's going to kind of hurt to publish, guys. Uh, mm. be- because it's about, uh, losing your mother. And I wrote it and sold it before we lost our mother. So Ooh. this is the first story that I've gotten published since then. And it, it kind of hurts. But to be fair, I'm, I'm really proud of it. So I encourage people to keep an eye out for it. Yay. Yeah. Demon Fighter sucks from Apex. Coming soon. And uh, yeah, I just have my uh, usual shows. I don't have an exact date for the next one yet, but I will eventually. (laughs) 
check Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Uh, hey, twins, what you got? Just chilling. Yeah. You know, so I've like just stopped asking you individually. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll be sorry that they, and we actually have something, something. Pip, do, <laughs> Pip, do we have? This is going to be amazing. Pip. It's going to be so bad. Five Pip. years later. Pip. <laughs> Pip, do we have something? We're just generally better than them. Can we say that? Wow. I mean, yeah, let's oh. do with that. Do something and prove it. Yeah, prove it. Prove it. <laughs> this is our, this is our stage whisper. <laughs> Get your own. Oh, I thought, I thought there was room under this table. <laughs> I was about to make that joke. <laughs> um, oh, no. it's going to be really bad the day that the two of them, like, Brian, I, I would not be surprised if they, like, planned to do something together. So it wasn't just one of them had news, but they both, and so they could be both equally indignant. But, you know, it's going to be <laughs> so long from now because they won't. Hmm. So I guess I don't have to worry about that for a while. So that's what we got coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Their, you know, actual creative stuff, Maya and Al's eventual revenge. <laughs> so, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission, uh, including things like what we did today. Follow us on Twitter at nostoryissacred or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Creighton. Editing and music for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryissacred. See you next time when we talk about the amazing, the astonishing, A Knight's Tale. Because <laughs> I need me some Paul Bettany playing tosser. <laughs> you need you some um no I won't go there. <laughs> Until <laughs> then we're no story is sacred and any story can be changed. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're No, no Story is Sacred. Is sacred.